Christian, what's good? Uh, episode number 84. What's up, Christian? Uh, 84, man. Another episode what's in up, quarantine, man. Good. Yeah. A good, a good day. We're talking boxing. You know how we love boxing. We got to keep it going. Yeah, 84. We have a lot of topics. Topics are bottom of your screen, as you guys can see. Uh, I'm going to put on uh, the phone number that you guys can call in a little bit. You guys can chime in. Um, yeah, but how you been, man? Doing good, man. Just you know, just obviously we're in quarantine. It's a different lifestyle that we're we're getting used to. Um, trying to keep safe, trying to keep you know, doing the best we can for our communities, for 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 the community at whole, our country. So yeah, it's a different setting, of course. Like, who wouldn't want to be at a boxing uh, event, a boxing fight? You know, chiming in and you know, cheering on your best fighter, your favorite fighter, but uh. Yeah, you know, this is what it is for right now. And honestly, we have some big news coming up, right? Uh, it seems like down the, down the road, this could be lifted. So I know boxing's in, in no time, it's going to come back. So Yeah, we have uh, somebody on the line for this joining us here. All right, can you, hear, can you hear us, Alfredo? Yeah, you do. What's up, man? Hey. hey. What's up, guys? What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Happy birthday. Hey, oh, I was, appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. We got a little something for you, Alfredo. <laughs> 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 
We just wanted to put that song for you, bro. Happy birthday. Yeah, we're just tuning in. We have our boy uh, Alfredo Escarcega Jr. here on the line. It's his birthday today, man. Hey. How old are you? You know, you're still at the age where, when we can ask. You know, because you're still pretty young. <laughs> I'm 22, man. 22. Dude, that's young. Yes, young. We're all babies. Yeah, I'm, still, I'm still young, but... 1998? I want to I stay young, man. 98, yes, sir. Hey. Okay, I'm going to ask you, bro. I, I'm, I'm sure this is not the way you envision to spend your 22nd birthday. You know, like a lot of... People in quarantine keep it to themselves, like you know, doing doing what you gotta do for 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 the greater good. But like, how have you spent your birthday today, bro? Not much going on. I just been uh, my dog got surgery, so I've been watching her. As a as a professional boxer, what does what does twenty two mean to you? Do you feel like you have to move a little bit faster, or how do how do you feel in terms of like boxing years? Oh uh, man, it's already been three years into my career, so I feel like uh, I'm gonna uh, move a little bit more, a little, obviously stepping up and taking better fights to start to get you know a little bit more up the ladder. But obviously the way things have been handled, you know, I gotta kind of slow it down a little bit. But uh, you know, I'm just trying to do my best, you know, stay in shape and. Yeah, we're looking at your box schedule right now, bro, and we see that you have two fight dates coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, we're it's, it's, we're looking at dates in Jul in June and July. Um, maybe maybe we're we're not sure if it's concrete yet, but I'm a, I'm gonna ask you a question. How how do you feel about fighting on those dates with the possibility of having no audience in in, in, in there? How how does that affect you if 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 at all? Um, I feel like it's a, it's a little bit different, you know, but it's nothing, uh, nothing that we're not used to as fighters. You know, it's all, Keep moving along. 
And then, let me ask you this, Alfredo. How are things in uh, Arizona? You're in Arizona right now, right? Yes, sir. How, how are things over there? Uh, it's, um, I don't know. It's, they're saying that it's getting, it's reopening a couple of things uh, at the end of this week and the start of next week, but they're just saying that uh, we're a little bit behind on testing. So, um, it's right now it's uh, obviously not looking the best for when they reopen the things, but I just like to kind of, you know, get get things moving and get the economy going. But obviously, man, we're just going to have to see how everything goes. Obviously, this is the weirdest thing I've ever yeah. I've ever seen in my obviously to, to, yeah. now that we get to live that it's pretty crazy. You know, to believe that like I see on ESPN, there's no sports, you know, or no nothing. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like right now, the least of everyone's concerned. Yeah. Do you have any worries at all? Uh, for myself or for other people? Just in general. Um, well, yeah, man, it's obviously something to worry about. You know, you gotta be taking precautionary. At the beginning, I wasn't really thinking anything too much of it, you know, because we didn't know what it was, but obviously going into it now and seeing the way things have progressed and the way things are getting a lot more, uh, serious, um, I, have, I definitely have to be worried and be, you know, on my stuff, precautionary, and obviously, you know, follow the right guidelines to stay safe because, you know, you don't want to risk that bringing it but anybody else that you have a daily contact with, you know? Yeah, definitely. As a prospect, Alfredo, how's, how has this affected your, your, your career? Um, I'm sure you want to get in the ring as soon as possible, but do you feel like it's giving you more time to, to work on certain things? Do you feel like it's slowed down a little bit? Like, tell us, tell us your side as a prospect. Well, definitely, man. I really feel like uh, time is, you know, time is valuable. You can use it or you can me at the same time, you know, uh, whether it's I get in the ring right away, like that's a deal, or I have more time to push back for a fight, you know, I'm going to have, I'm going to be ready regardless, but I think with the time that you have, you know, regardless whether it's free time, whatever it is, you, know, you have enough time to be out and do things, and definitely on the boxing side, you, know, you can practice the things that you had trouble with, and really, really work on those, those bad habits, it's like that, so it's, you know, everything is, it's always, it's always a positive, you can't, you got to take the positive out of the negatives. I think you know, I gotta just work on my craft as best that I can and you know, stay busy, stay safe. I gotta run it this morning, so yes, I'm definitely nice. trying to stay active. Nice. Yes. What are some things that you learn from yourself, like just being away, I guess, from the pressures of the sport? Because I'm sure, like, it's different from when you're like in that in that daily routine where you you getting calls from your manager, your trainer. Like, how is it a little bit different now? Um, I just feel like it's a little bit less. Um, Boxing a little bit you know, behind right now because it's you know not really the main thing that's on everybody's mind, especially if you know at home. Mm-hmm. Um, just in general, you know, like everywhere else, you know, so I'm definitely having to adjust to that. Obviously, boxing being the main thing that I always have lived with, but as of right now, you know, I got to push it a little bit back. And obviously, yeah, I still got to stay busy to what I'm doing, and you know, the little time that I get to practice, and, um, stay busy, and you know, whatever little time I get, I'm like, I'll take advantage of it 100, and you know, I can just going day by day but for the most part to answer your question it's just uh, been a little bit of an adjustment but at the same time it gives me more free time to explore different things mm. and figure out different things in my life that I want to venture outside of boxing. Yeah, yeah that was going to take me to my next question. What what has Alfredo, not as a boxer but as a person, what has he learned? What 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 has he found or what has he worked on as a person not just as a boxer? I really learned that I want to, I want to go back to school you know, as soon as mm. possible. So I'm going to go back to college uh, this coming semester. I'm going to sign a role right away. You know, something that I've been, I haven't really pushed it off, but because of boxing, I've kind of just, you know, took my time with it. I already knew I was going to go to school. I was really a really good student, you know, in school. I had 3.7 GPA, so I never yeah. struggled in 
school. So I've always wanted to go to college, but for sure now I want to venture that, you know, because just things like this is that boxing is never guaranteed, you know, so you always got to have things that, that can help you, you know, on the outside of it, because at the same time, a career doesn't always last forever, you know, 10, 15 years if you're lucky, you know, so yeah. like I said, I want to be able to have other ventures and other things outside of the sport of boxing that will definitely keep me busy, but at the same time, you know, financially stable. Okay. Okay. If anything, you get with some of these teachers. I like, am yeah, a boxer, so you better give me that aid. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I've been, my, my, one of the habits I've picked up is uh, I'm reading. Well, I've been, I, I ordered a book yesterday, actually. Okay. Well, what are you reading? Yeah. I ordered a. Uh, well, right now I'm reading this book called. Um, it's actually pretty cool because it has to do with like Kobe Jordan. It's called The Mindful Athlete. Uh, athlete. It's like um. It's kind of like a. Like the meditation book, so there was this dude, his name George Mumford. He was like a, like a, I guess, meditation expert, and he used to work with Phil Jackson. So he worked with Jordan mm-hmm. in the nineties, and he worked with uh, Kobe Bryant in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. He always applied that. So Phil Jackson really applied that. So it's pretty cool because he's an expert in both Kobe and Jordan. You know, so it's pretty cool to learn that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm getting the that. And I, and I ordered the Ed Milet book, the Exile book, because I met that dude when I was smart, Mikey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nice, nice. You've been watching the uh, the um, the Michael Jordan documentary, Alfredo? Yeah, I've been watching it. The Last Dance. Yeah, I've been watching every single thing of that. It's crazy because I never really watched Michael Jordan because obviously it's not my generation. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to see that and to kind of see his, uh, I guess, kind of him pointing into like Kobe. You know, he's kind of he's really similar to him yeah. in the way he thinks and like the way he, obviously the way he plays. Obviously, Kobe Bryant modeled himself after Michael Jordan, so it's pretty cool to see that. Yeah, it's crazy how when you said 98, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. Yeah. Like, that was Jordan's yeah. basically last last season right there. It's yeah, that crazy. was last year, so they did win the championship. And it was actually right around my birthday because I was born, obviously, May 7th. So yeah. They won it right after I, after I was born. Yeah, I've always imagined how, like, the, the, the younger generation view Michael Jordan because, I mean, Kobe's the guy, right? Kobe's the guy you grew up with. He's the, that, that, the it guy, the, the it factor, the one that kind of showed you what greatness was, what work ethic was. So, you know, I, I kind of always wondered like what the younger generation thinks about Michael Jordan, this this other guy that people always say he's the greatest, but like, obviously, unless you see him, unless you see like, unless you were there or unless you see tape, you can't really, you know, there'll always be that bias, but just the fact that maybe you're meant like the, the, your idol looked up to this guy, I've always wondered like what, what, what the younger generation was. So based on the documentary, yeah. Based on the documentary, what what are your thoughts on on MJ? It's really cool. Honestly, I see Michael Jordan. He's a I can see the mindset that he has is definitely different. It matches a lot of that stuff that you see with Kobe Bryant. Like they have different mindsets that just they're so focused on on winning and being successful, man. That they that they don't you know they kind of push out everything else. And it's crazy how you see how they they push everyone else around them. Like we see Jordan, they always talk about how he was real uh he was real mean in practice because he wanted everything to be perfect. Yeah. And tell the guys like. He would tell the guys, like, if you don't like it, you can just get out. Like, yeah. get the fuck out, it don't matter. Really. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy to think that, you know, he, he was, that was just his mindset. You know, he had that mentality. And I could see that with all the other athletes, like, obviously, like, Kobe Bryant and all the big-time superstars that put their put their minds and 
their bodies, everything they've done all that they put for their sport, you know, it's something to admire. To me, man, it actually was, it's crazy to see that. When I was watching the last dance, mm-hmm. I, was, I was watching, but I was really motivated. I mean, I don't just start getting, every time, like, every, like, commercial break or whatever, I would do, I would do push-ups. Uh, <laughs> when it first started, uh, obviously, we were in the gym, so I started doing that. That's what I would do. I would knock out, like, set the 40 every, every commercial break. Yeah, that's what's up, because I feel like that's the main thing to take away, just the mentality, right? Like, a lot of people say that's, that's probably the biggest thing that Kobe left behind, that mentality, you know, but um, we're going to take some other calls, Alfredo, man. I want to thank you personally for, for taking this call, man. Just want to wish you a happy birthday. Wish you the best. Hopefully, you're staying safe out there, man. I appreciate you guys. Same thing to you guys. Um, obviously, I've been checking out your guys' stuff. I try to keep up with everything. You know, obviously, it's a little bit harder for you guys, but mm-hmm. it's cool. You guys are still going on with the show and stuff at home. So, like I said, I'll continue to support you guys. And like I said, just keep looking out for the you know whatever whatever ventures come to me. You know, obviously, if I get a fight in June, or July, whenever that may be, but you know, just just stay tuned. Awesome, Brene. I just wanted to means gonna just do the same sentiments, bro. Happy birthday. 22 you're still very young i know you have like your whole life ahead of you your whole career ahead of you just keep working keep grinding you know they always say that that people don't see you know the, the glory but you know you put in that work day in and day out you will get there eventually and I, I i feel that that's coming for you so just keep grinding bro your moment will come you know you already have a you have a great idol in kobe bryant and seeing michael now you just you have that you follow that mentality you shoot for the stars, dude. You're, you're gonna get to the at least to the moon. So just keep keep working hard, bro. Like we're gonna be supporting you. We're gonna be following you. Again, like happy birthday. You're still young. You're still, still young, man. Still young, you're man. not old at all. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 I know I'm young. You know, every year you get, you get older every year, so I start to feel a little bit more. It's experience. Nah, man. thank you guys. But shout out to you guys, Christian. Gino, appreciate you guys always calling me. Keeping up with me, and like I said, uh, appreciate it, man. You guys for doing the call. Yeah, dude, we'll have a birthday cake for you ready when you come when you come on our show yeah, again. Yeah, you gotta have me one in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> we'll blow out the cows in the studio, bro. Nobody will know. <laughs> for sure. All right, dude. Bro. All right, bro. Thank you, guys. All right, All right, right stay bro. safe. Good night. Good night, bro. Thank you. All right, man. That was Alfredo Scarsica Jr. It was his birthday today, so we wanted to give him a call. You know, uh, check him out. Nine yeah. and zero at the moment. Nine and zero. Um, he's part of the RGBA camp. Yeah, he's, he's my he's sparring partner against uh, when he fought Errol Spence. So check him out, man. He, he's one for the future for sure. Yeah, something about um, the fighters that we have on, we don't really sugarcoat anything. If we tell them, you know, what they can work on, what what they did wrong, what they could do better, we keep it real. We don't just tell them like you look great like, last That's fight. It. We tell them it's like, dude, you could you could have done better. And so, and so, yeah, we wish him the best and hope to see more from him soon. Yeah, we have another gentleman on the line here. We have Mr. Stax, Anthony Saldana. Hey! Supreme Boxing co-host of Just Boxing Live. What's up, Stax? How you doing, man? Hey! <laughs> What's up, buddy? How you doing? How's quarantine treating you? What's up? How's quarantine treating you? <laughs> man, man. How's it going with you guys? No, it's all right, man. I'm surviving out here in the desert. It ain't, it ain't too bad. Okay. Missing? You're missing Vegas? Oh yeah, I'm missing Vegas. I'm missing boxing. I'm missing 
now maybe I'm missing my podcast show. Yeah, 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 for sure. You guys are bringing it back, right? Yeah, we're bringing it back through Zoom. We uh, we had an episode on Sunday. We'll have another one this Sunday. Um, see if we can get some guests to to come on through Zoom. So nice. We we've seen you. You've been very active on on your Supreme Boxing page. You've had a couple of guests. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, it started off one night, man, and uh, I asked Jesse, you know, if he wanted to go live and kind of talk boxing. So uh, Jesse, being Jesse Vargas. Yeah, you gotta specify. What was that? I'm just saying you gotta specify. There's a lot of Jessies out there. Yeah. So it was Jesse Vargas. We went live, man. Um, talked a little bit about boxing. Talked his match with uh, Mikey Garcia about him moving up in weight. And uh, we had pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good crowd tuning in. Uh, Hector, uh, Hector De La Cruz, who's the owner of Supreme Boxing. He liked it a lot, man. He's like, you know what? We should just start doing this. I'll start making posters. Can you get some fighters? Mm. I said, yeah. So let me reach out to a few. So, uh, you know, since Jesse came on, we had uh, we've had Blair Cobbs on there. Mikey Garcia on the show. We've had uh, Michael Carvajal on the show. Tonight, I just finished up a show with uh, Abner Mares. On mm-hmm. Tuesday, we had uh, Jojo Diaz. So we've had a, I've had a few people on there, man. I had a few boxers on there, talking boxing. So it's a, uh, it's been pretty fun, man. It's uh, it's keeping me active in boxing, you know, and getting to know a little bit more about these fighters. A lot of stuff that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, some of these fighters get real personal. Yeah. Um, Tuesday I talked to uh, Jojo Diaz, and we just talked about his whole, you know, his whole challenge to actually win a world title. Yeah. Um, and moving up, uh, as you guys know, he lost. His first attempt at a world title to Gary Russell Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, then he uh, lost on the scales yes. to, uh, to Jesus Rojas, um, and he just basically said, you know, he was just having a, a hard time making weight. He said during that Rojas fight that he actually had to give Rojas fifty percent of his purse just wow. to fight. Whoa, that's and a lot. He says he says the way that worked out is he woke up that morning at one hundred and twenty-seven point eight pounds, so he he knew that he was. Uh, well, actually, he went to sleep at 127.8. He says he usually loses about a pound in his sleep. He says, but he couldn't sleep. He was just dehydrated. He had nothing left in him. Um, he, he knew he was going to be over the next morning. He had got up. He only had lost, like, two ounces of weight, so he was still, like, at 127.6. Um, he said he tried to lose weight, uh, but he just couldn't. He got on the scale at 127.2. He had lost another, like, uh, four ounces, he says, uh, and the commission told him, you know, you can come back in an hour and try to make 126 and go from there. He says that uh, he went to 24 hours fitness. He did some shadow boxing. He said he got into the sauna, and when he was in when he was in the sauna, his whole body just started cramping up. He said that Dang. his hands completely started locking up on him. Everything started locking up on him. He felt. He said he felt like he was going crazy, like he wasn't in his right mind. Yeah. Um, he, couldn't think, he couldn't think right, you know, and he just talked about, you know, all the depression and everything after that, you know, not making weight. And I guess with whatever title they were fighting for, the WBA or whatnot, um, the the champion has the right to, if, if the opponent doesn't make weight, he has the right to choose another opponent. Wow. And I guess they told him, well, you know, He's not going to make weight. JoJo's not going to make weight. Rojas basically said, well, uh, 
you know, then I want to fight somebody else. And they said, well, we don't have nobody else. And they said, well, okay, I'll fight, I'll fight Jojo, but I want 50% of his purse. And Jojo, Jojo accepted and gave him 50% of his purse to fight, even though he, he still won. He said he was weak. And he knew that he wasn't going to be making 26 anymore. And he mm-hmm. said it just, uh, it, it was a tough situation. Even after that win, even though he had pulled off the win, he just had, he had fallen into a deep depression. You know, he had uh, thoughts of suicide. You know, people were talking shit to him, you know, that he couldn't make weight. He said he just got into a dark place and he was able to get out of it, you know. So just doing this podcast and talking to these guys, man, during this whole quarantine, it's uh, they're, it seems like they're, uh, they're letting a lot go, you know. They're, yeah. they're letting their, you know, their emotions go and they're talking to me, man. And it's more... It's not like an interview. It just seems like we're just sitting back bullshitting and uh, yeah, yeah. conversation and anything. Conversation. Yeah, and, and it, yeah, it's good conversation. You know, good conversation with with these fighters. You know, and they're and they're being real truthful. And that's the thing. You know, even like with uh, Michael Carbajal. You know, me and Michael Carbajal were were talking, and I asked him about Chiquita Gonzalez in that first fight with him and Chiquita Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, you know, did did he hurt you? And he was like, Hell yeah, he hurt me. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I, I've, I've always thought, like, I mean, we all know boxing in today's age is very, uh, very PR. Keep that image, keep your toughness, keep this this thing rolling. To, But right now there's a pause in the sport. There's like a, almost like, if boxing is already the wild, wild west, there's right now. There's a pause in the world. Yeah, there's a I pause just, everywhere where, where they can just be like, you know what, I don't have to, you know, fake an image. Like, I'm just, I just want, I'm just relaxed a little bit. Let me be real as raw as I can. And I think that's where you're getting stacked. So like salute to you, getting these podcasts, getting these personal stories. Again, that that's what these podcasts allow for us yeah. to just see them more than just, you know, boxers, you know, see them as people. And we've always said that like on our podcast, we always get stories that we didn't even think like we would never dream to think like they would share these things, but it's a sort of therapy, right? Where they open up and they're able to share their personal, their personal stories. Like that, that story about Jojo, I've never heard it before. And like you don't you don't think about it until you like until it's expressed it's shared, and to me like salute to him salute to boxers for them to show that mental fortitude for them to go through all that hell that they go through and they still able to get that win. Yes, he's still in a hole, but you know he he got himself out and when he became a title holder, it was even it, it kind of it's even more special now you sharing this story because it just shows like where really how deep in that hole he was. Yeah, and and just to add to that like. When, when you hear that in the press conferences, you're like, oh, just another excuse, right? Yeah. And when you have a, a chance to, to listen to all the details, you know, you get a better perspective. Like, for example, 
um, literally from Chicano boxing yesterday had Jesse Marlaveno. Mm-hmm. And he was yeah. talking about one of his fights, how um, when he had a Manny Robles in his corner, yeah. he was knocked down for the first time. Yeah. When he went back to the corner, all he saw was Manny's uh, mouth moving mm. and he couldn't hear anything. He was just like, I guess I was still buzzed. But in my mind, I was trying to convince myself that I was still good. So I was just nodding yes to everything he said. Yeah. Like he said, I couldn't hear anything. Yeah. I saw his mouth moving, but I was just nodding <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. yeah, that was uh, the, the double fight. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's the thing about box. Uh, go, go, go for it. Till the wait till the tenth round, he's gonna come out. He's gonna, we're gonna yeah. let him out of the cage in the tenth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know, it, it happens. Like I said, so we don't we don't see. You know, I mean, we are either having to decipher through through commentary, yeah. which can be biased, or maybe they're not biased. I mean, and then we're trying to yeah. decipher from inside what's going on in that ring. You know, because depending on where you're sitting and what angle you're at. Oh yeah. You, know, you may not you might not see all the punches yeah. that night. You might not see the low blows. You might not see something in. You start well, second guessing not, yourself, huh? Yeah, trying to figure out what, what's yeah. going on. You know, was it a cut? Was it a headbutt? What, what's going on? You know? Yeah, let me ask you this though, because you did do a, I believe you did one one fight maybe with us ringside, uh, the live commentary. Yeah. That kind of comes into play, right? Too, right? No, like, exactly. because you're you're no, in charge now of the commentary, and and you want to make sure that what you're seeing is accurate and what you're saying is accurate. But like you said, at, at times you have different angles. Uh, you might get covered by the referee. They might be on the opposite side, and you may not know yeah. exactly a hundred percent of what's going on. Or yeah, exactly what punch? Because I mean, I remember, you know, trying to talk to Sean or look at you like, was that a left? Was that a right? You know, <laughs> depending on the angle, you know, we couldn't really tell what was going on. You know, especially sitting ringside. 
trying to compensate. I mean, that takes it takes a special person to do that. You know, mm. people think, oh, I could get in there and call a fight. Mm. Nah, it's, it's not different. as easy as it, as it seems. You know. Yeah, like for me, like what what I see from from boxing is when when well, boxing is a business, right? So there's yes. bu- there's business interests. So again, like there's gonna be some biasy favoring the, the the favorite fighter, and and that could come at the expense of you know the story of the other fighter. And so I've always I've always said boxing is moved by stories. Sports in general are moved by stories by narratives, and sometimes like we don't get the entire story, the entire narrative. Boxing is a very niche sport nowadays, this era. So there's there's like a time frame where that camera's on that fighter. And so it sometimes the fighter feels like they have to fulfill, you know, that, that narrative, that PR, you know, that's put in place for, for them to get the most marketing, you know, at that time. But through these podcasts, you get to see really more, more of these fighters, more of their lives, more of like these intricacies, like what they go through on a, you know, and in, in, in boxing, we know that it's, it's, it's a sport about seconds, inches. We get to know, like, we, we pretty much put a, a pause and we get to see, like, the seconds that they go through and how those seconds are, you know, are life-changing. And so, yeah, for you to share that, that was, and I'm sure boxers go through that all the time, but they don't get that same, you know, exposure to share that is, is, is super important. Yeah, real quickly, I'm going to cut you guys off, uh, Sean from Just Boxing Live, you might have heard his name before. He's here on the, <laughs> he's here on the live chat. Shout out to Sean. Um, so what are you guys live chatting on? on uh, we're on YouTube right now. We're on YouTube. Yeah. You're live. Oh, we forgot to tell you. Yeah, you're live. <laughs> oh, man, we should have warned you. No, that's, that's fine. I can go live. Right now, and my TV's on mute. Oh, okay. I'll watch the... Uh, I see you guys. Now you get the black bandana on. Yeah, I got it. It's my mask low key. That's his everyday yeah, attire. That poster, that poster looks familiar back there, Gio. Where is it? Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, uh, yeah, but I think the main difference is, you know, in an interview that you, that you would watch, it's one, two minutes. Yeah. Right on a podcast, lights, yeah. camera, action. It's on mm-hmm. you, you know? No, exactly. I feel like most people open up eventually. Yeah, I feel like in interviews, like, you just have to ask just th- those those questions that you need to, like, get for them to look good but no like in the podcast it's like bro we're we're flawed we're imperfect tell us you know your lows your highs mostly lows because in boxing there's a lot of lows before you get to those highs and so people like a, talking man that's that's one of the yeah. things people like talking about these things it's just and like i said you know it's it's more of an intimate uh intimate conversation with mm-hmm. these fighters you know because going back to jojo you know after that whole situation where he couldn't make weight when he lost that title on the scales says that the people at Golden Boy were really upset with him and there was like mm. some bad blood between him and Golden Boy, right? Yeah. So when, when he moved up to 130 before the fight with Farmer is, is when he was fighting actually, you know, fighting that depression, going through everything, thinking about his weight, thinking what was best for him, for his health. Um, and Golden Boy actually threw them, threw him on a Facebook live card, which he really, they didn't give him a crowd, you know, he's like, look, I'm an Olympian, I, I'm one of the best fighters and now I'm fighting him. Kali on a, on a Facebook live card, which like nobody really knew about because they didn't promote it. Yeah. So he was upset that they weren't promoting him right. Mm-hmm. He says, so after he won the world title, he says, you know, I sat down with Oscar Delaplay and we talked. He, you know, he didn't get into the conversation they had. He says, but he feels that his contract from this point forward with, with Golden Boy will be a lot better. 
Yeah. yeah. You know, as far as the workings of, of him and, and what they have in store for his future, you know, because he said he, he wasn't real happy with everything, you know, and, and you don't hear that a lot. You don't hear those type of conversations from fighters because when they do speak on it, sometimes they lose a fight and they end up gone, kind of like, uh, you know, Kanzio. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're not really supposed to speak on it, right? Yeah. yeah it's kind of, it's kind of like an unwritten rule, in a way. Yeah, you don't mess with your promoter. You don't really you don't speak on it. What's the first? Yeah, we, first we, rule of Fight Club is don't talk about. Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we've had a one person before on our podcast uh, tell us to edit something out because they were making some comments about their promoter, but then you know, eventually you realize maybe that's not the smartest thing to say, yeah. <laughs> right? Sean's, Sean's pretty good about giving people the warning, giving yeah. them a fair warning before they go on the air. Yeah. He's like, listen, so I'm going to give you this while on Facebook Live. Yeah. Hey, I can't go back and edit it. Now, I can edit it from the, the podcast, but I can't have to edit it from the Facebook Live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that kind of sucks. Like, for me, at least, I feel like some of the best combos we get off air. Yes. Like, when the mics are not on, when the cameras are not on. And they're, you know, they can say whatever they feel like. They, you know? Yeah, because it's like on the podcast, it's like, this is how I feel. But yeah. then off the podcast, like, this is how I fucking really feel, this you know? I feel, <laughs> feel. Man, feel I, 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 I'm pretty sure Sean can attest to, to some of the stories that we've heard off camera. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Rolls Royces and everything oh, else. Oh, yeah. 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 Man, plenty of stories. Sometimes when I hear some certain stories, I'm like, was I even supposed to hear that? <laughs> Sean here is asking, did you ask him about herring? Huh. Ah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about um, about the Jamal Herring situation, right? Oh. So, so basically, man, what happened is one of the guests I had on was uh, Gabriel Flores Jr. So me and Gabriel Flores Jr., we were talking, we're talking it up. He's the undefeated uh, super featherweight, lightweight. He's been fighting his last four fights at catchweights. You know, so we're talking, we're chopping it up or whatnot, and his dad gets on. And if you've ever had a conversation with a senior, he's like, uh, kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Angel Garcia. Don't, I, was oh, say, I was gonna say, don't say Angel. Any day. They all want to be Angel. <laughs> I'll give him props for that. It can only be one Angel, right? Yeah, so he's pretty, he's pretty pumped up. He's a pretty, he's a pretty live guy, you know. And so we're talking. So I basically said, hey, look, at this point of Gabe's career, you feel you can win a title. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what we're doing, you know. And I'm like, all right. And I tell him, you know, there's one title I think that's out there. I said, it's that 130. I said, because you have Bichelt that has a title. you got Santa Cruz that has a title, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he can go down there and mop the floor with Jamal Harry. Mm-hmm. Somebody took that. He said mop the floor. Right? Disrespectful. Pretty much, right? It's what Jamal Harry thought. So Jamal Harry starts tagging me in his story. Who's this fat fuck that runs Supreme Boxing? No. When I see him, when I see him, it's going to be on site. Wait till I catch him at a fight. Oh, come on. So then he goes on to his Twitter page. And another media person that knows about this basically tweets out, Something, you know, it's why, why are fighters picking on media or whatnot, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I guess you can't have an opinion. So then Jamal goes on and he, like, tweets tweets me out and says, like, 
you can play stupid if you want, but when I see you, I'm going to slap the bacon off your back or whatever. Oh, my God. So time, I've already had it with them. Like, I'm like, look, here's my address. You want to come kick my ass? You got to do what you got to do. Come on, I'll take an ass whooping. Come out to the desert, homeboy. <laughs> come out here. <laughs> and next thing you know, he's like, he's on another show apologizing, um, saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cyber bully you or whatnot. I apologize to him, too. I said, look, man, I said, honestly, yeah, I could have... I could have articulated my yeah, words a little yeah. bit different, mm-hmm. but I think we still all have opinions. I mean, that's something we do, just like the NFL does every week. They pick yeah. a team to win, and they add up points. We've done it before in conversations. Who's going to win, Fury or Wilder? We all have our own opinions. Yeah. Now, when we're sitting ringside, we, of course, we need to be biased, and we can't cheer or whatnot because those are just media rules. Professional, yeah. But I think we should all be able to have our opinions. I just think that I, I could have articulated it. But look, let me stop you there because I feel like we should all be unbiased regardless. Mm-hmm. Regardless of your opinion. Because to me, that's that's just being well, honest no, with yourself, first of all. I, well, I did not say... All I said is that I thought Diego would beat him. I didn't get into... Mop the floor. Don't don't change it now. Don't change it. You said mop the floor, right? If I if I heard correctly. I did. I did. Oh. Okay. Right. You see how that could be taken, you know, a little. I, I, no, I, I get you. Yeah. I get you there. I get you there. But again, you know, I never went into his background. I didn't go into anything like that. I didn't no. talk about oh, he's a bad fighter. He's a slow fighter. He's an old fighter. He's this. He's that. And I just said, hey, get one mop the floor with him, right? All right, I can a, that is a little sensitive by his part, though. Yeah, he's a little sensitive. Yeah. I mean, as 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 a boxer, you should have thick skin because, like, as long as the I've fan, heard worse. I've heard yeah, worse. yeah, I've heard worse. I've, I've always had like the sentiment, like, uh, yeah, as a media, we should be a little bit more careful with our words, but at the same time, we're still fans. You know, we're paying to see these fighters, so like, as we're we're paying their you know their purses, we're paying you know. For them to be to do to do what they do, you can say so, you have the right. To so we have a right to, to, to some to some opinion. I see both sides. So yeah, I see both sides. But yeah, I don't I don't think he um, Harry should have lashed out the way he did. But he did apologize. So yeah, let him continue. Yeah. I don't know where he was. And going. I apologize to him too. We we've had discussions. Um, he'll probably be on my uh, on my IG live next week sometime. Mm. So he's he's agreed to. Yeah, come I, on saw that, that I, sounds, saw I saw that. That's why I'm so surprised because like I saw you guys like. On the comment section on, uh, I think it was Supreme Boxing, maybe, or maybe your page, and I saw you guys, yeah, yeah, yeah I'll hit you up, this big, this up. So it. hearing this, like, I, I want to hear what transpired in between the beef, quote-unquote, no, and then I mean, now. just apologizing to me. I mean, personally, like, my 9 to 5 is for the Department of Veterans Affairs, right? Mm-hmm. I work for the VA to take care of a bunch of elderly disabled veterans. He's a U.S. Marine. He's a veteran himself. I respect him for what he's done for, for the United States, for him going out there and serving. I respect him for getting in the ring, mm-hmm. um, for putting his life on the line to entertain us as fans at the same time as well. So, you know, we both pretty much just, just watched it. Um, he has a couple of children that are autistic. I have a grandson that's autistic. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like we have a lot in common. Yeah. Um, we have a lot that's probably not in common as well, but, you know, I, I respect him as a person. I respect him as a fighter. And, you know, you just got to let bygones be bygones and move on, you know. Yeah. Um, so now, it's, a, it's definitely, definitely a learning lesson. Yeah, that was my next yeah, question. I was gonna I'm, say I'm pretty sure you learned <laughs> from, from that experience. Yeah, because, I, I, I mean, like, I think we've all done some, something similar where we're like, oh, this fighter could beat this fighter easy. Well, I've said some I think we, shit. We've all said it, but then you get to know a fighter, you're like, you know what? 
Yes, so they're people too. They yeah. got this, they got that. But I feel but, like they have to understand that as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it comes with the territory. It comes with it. Right. Exactly. I'll be like, okay, you're a great person, but I still think this fighter will beat you. Yeah. You know, convincingly. So again, yeah, like like Stack said, maybe we just have yeah. to articulate things a little bit better just because we do respect these yeah. fighters. They go in there and they're, they're risking yeah. their lives. So I can see both sides, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm only one opinion. Why do you care what yeah. I say? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, I would probably still say like, he'll beat you convincingly, Harry. I will go on air and be like, he will beat you convincingly. If that's how I feel about that other fighter towards you. You, you can't let people, uh, you know, like uh, discourage you from your own From opinion. your own opinion, yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yes. so sometimes you gotta hit them with the facts <laughs> yeah but yeah I, yeah I can't wait to see that but like the, the thing with the like like Devin Haney when he made his comments about oh I would never let a white boy beat me you know I, I came on here and I said if you said it you meant it so it's like why are you apologizing now yeah like all of a sudden because you're getting backlash all of a sudden you don't feel that way it's just yeah. like I respect that less when you actually apologize. It, it seems like, oh, it's just a PR move or whatever. Well, see, with, with me and the apology, it wasn't more, I, I'm not taking back. I still think April Force will beat Jamal Aaron. I mean, Bang! Like, this was double down. Oh, my but God. The apology was more yeah. of, if he felt disrespectful, yeah. in way, shape, or form, I apologize mm -hmm. for being disrespectful, not for my opinion. Yeah. My opinion yeah. is not going to change. Yeah. So I'm not going to apologize for obviously had a combo which you guys probably went into some deep uh, topics and, and like you said you guys are related in a certain way so um in this case your quote-unquote beef you know was resolved behind closed doors and you know I, yeah. I i can appreciate that you know what i'm saying but i mean there's there's been stuff that i've actually reported that i've had the scoop on where i've been threatened to be sued where i've been hit in the inbox wow and we're gonna sue you if you don't take that down. Wow! And then come to and then come to find out, Clarissa Shields' brother really did beat up that old man. Yeah, there's always yeah, there's always those. Yeah, yeah. right here, Sean in the comments, bro. I've removed clips because I said stupid stuff. We talked so much on boxing; it's bound to come out wrong sometime. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it just happens. Like I said, we both probably said some foul stuff. And, I, I we kind of could have said better in a better way. We yeah. feel a certain way, and maybe we just don't articulate it. Yeah. Sometimes we're just For me personally, what I what I think it like my thing is I don't never I never want to stray too way of, away from my journalism from my like truth what is real to me to please the 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 boxing politics or the like you know the PR aspect of boxing and and 
I guess it's just finding that balance where you find respect, but with that truth. So, yeah. It's but, like, but I feel like we, we've all said things yeah. that after the fact, if somebody gets upset, we're just like, do I really feel that way? We're kind of like, I don't really feel that way. Like, it was just something I said at the moment, but yeah. at the same time, like, it's, it's not, Yeah, I didn't mean it for you to yeah. take it like that. Like, like it's, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, back to the Devin Haney comment, like, how do you think he should have articulated, how, how do you think he should have expressed that, you know, better, even though he still kept, even though there's some truth to what he said, like, if he said that, that's, that's the way he feels. He has, he has a lot of respect pride for his race, for his, you know, for, for, for that side of, of him, of his identity. So how do you think, especially seeing that, that for Hopkins, Hopkins did that too. So it's, yeah. How do you think he should have expressed himself? Maybe still, still withholding to his truth of, of opinion. How do you think he should have expressed that? Uh, that stuff? as far as boxing goes and I think race plays a, a big part of boxing mm-hmm. and that's okay it, it really is it's when the racism starts to come into the sport because as Mexicans depending on where we come from right depending on what part of the country we come from depending on what part of Mexico we come from if we're from Mexico you know um, you're going to relate with a certain type of fight if mm-hmm. you're from Sonora right and you grew up watching certain fighters from Sonora, if you watch certain fighters from Culiacan, like Julio Cesar Chavez, as a Mexican, you're going to relate to them and you're going to root for them, and that's okay. If you're a a young black kid from Philadelphia and you grew up watching Bernard Hopkins and you grew up watching these fighters come out of Philly and going to the Blue Horizon with your grandfather and your grandpa and going to these fights in Philly, then you're going to relate to these Philadelphia fighters a certain way, and that's okay. It's when you start bashing fighters because of their race. Well, Loma's no good because he's white. Well, this person's no good because he's a black guy. You know, black guys can't fight. White guys can't fight. Once you bring racism into it, that's where it changes. And as far as Devin Haney goes, I think maybe if he says, look, I'm the greatest, and I'm going to go undefeated. I'm going to go like Floyd, and nobody's going to beat me. It doesn't matter what race, white, black, Mexican, whoever I fight. You know, instead of just singling out a certain race, I think that's where he got in trouble is when he singled out a certain race. And I, don't, I didn't watch the interview. Um, I don't plan on watching the interview. I, I, I heard what he said, but I don't know if maybe he was, I'm not going to say trapped, but maybe yeah, like, yeah, baited into it in a way. Yeah. to give that type yeah. of answer about what, and I'm sure it was probably about Loma. You know, they yeah. thought what, he, what they thought about Loma, he probably, you know, he didn't think and said, you know, white boy's not going to be, mm-hmm. you know, talking about Loma, or yeah. white boy will never be me when he's. Yeah basically talking about this white guy's not going to be you know, and, and brought race into it without thinking or, you know, what the ramifications are going to be, you know, afterwards, what, yeah. what it's going to, what it's going to be. And, you know, it's a, it's a learning lesson. You, you're going to learn from it. You're going to say, whether you mean it or not, I'm sure you meant it. I'm sure you meant yeah. Loma's not going to beat him. And I'm sure you meant mm-hmm. that white boy's not going to beat me. Yeah. But like you said, when you say it, 99% of the time, you mean, it. you yeah. mean what you say, yeah. right? So I just think maybe he, trying to defend the kid yeah, I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. you know he, he said what he said and he's young and he'll learn that sometimes there's certain things you don't say yeah. out in public and, and in front of everybody you know and yeah. I, I think it's something he'll learn from do I think he's a racist no yeah, no, I, honestly, yeah, I, I, yeah. Don't, you know what I mean um, if I, I think all of us in, in our lifetime one time or other have had racist thoughts or said a racist comment 
and I think we'd be lying to ourselves if we said we haven't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just there's a time and place for everything, and when you become a professional fighter, when you became a world champion, especially a WBC world champion, the spotlight's going to be on you, the magnifying glass is going to be on you, and people are going to go through with a fine-tooth comb, and they're going to they're going to look at everything you say so they can cut you down or make memes yeah. of you or yeah. talk shit about you or do whatever, and that's just that's just something you have to deal with when you get to that certain level. Yeah, and you know the way I saw it, I was like, I like I said, if he said it, he meant it, but in a way, I'm like. He's what twenty two years old. Yeah, early twenties. Yeah. I'm like, he probably hasn't experienced like real racial issues like Hopkins, mm-hmm. right? Who said it before him? Yeah. Right. So uh, to me, it was just like, oh, he kind of just doesn't know any better. So mm-hmm. I didn't make anything of it. But yeah, to me, I would have to say not not to put not to take blame away from him, but I mean, he, you see a lot of the injust the injustice that you see in the world, you know the. Uh, the, the police brutality and you know yeah. I'm sure but like Stack said all eyes are on you exactly so I'm anything sure. you said can and will be used against yeah, you yeah yeah I think it's the, the right. term that he used he said a white boy again I, I agree with yeah. Stax he should have used a better term he should have just not singled out one race he should have said no race is going to beat me of course you, you're going to have that bias towards your own race towards your own kin towards your yeah, everybody you is. know you're always going to favor that and there's nothing wrong with that but it's just when you're in that spotlight, you really have to act like a professional. Yes, you're 21, 22, but you are the face of that, you know. Yeah, that, age that, should not be an excuse. Yeah. I think we live in an era now where, like, you you should know. You should know, you know. You should know better. You should know better. That's what I, yeah. when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, you should know better. Yeah, and maybe because of this, he knows better now how to, because how, he's a great fighter. I think he's going to go down as one of the one of the best. He's, he's that talented of course, only time will tell, but I think he has those skills. He believes in himself enough uh, to change Loma. Uh, of course, bad use, usage of words, but, um, you know, he'll learn from this. And, yeah, again, I'm just like, I'm, I'm on Stax's side. Like, I don't think he's a racist. Maybe we all have some... You guys, you, guys say age, you guys say age doesn't matter, right? And he should know. Yeah, he should know. I, 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 don't agree. I don't disagree with you guys there. He mm-hmm. should know. But I think age does matter, and it plays a big part in it because yeah. of the fact that you're going to learn as a young man growing yeah. up. You're going to make certain mistakes, whether it's a comment that you do, whether it's whether it's a girl that you date, whether it's a credit <laughs> card that you decide that you don't want to pay off and you mess up your credit. Yeah. You learn from certain, yeah, you should know, yeah, I should make this credit card payment, or man, maybe I should mess with my cousin's old lady or do something. You know what? <laughs> you make stupid moves, and then later on, you them from your your w's and stuff so. it's when you don't it's when you don't learn from them and you continue to make the same stupid ass mistake now if you were to get back on another podcast and continue to talk shit about white people then that's a whole different story yeah you know god and i don't know who enemy is man <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's certain fighters this, this he put up a, a, a clip of adrian broner we were all thinking the same god, thing. Yeah, so uh, we'll segue to another topic. Um, uh, 
what are your thoughts on uh, Shakur Stevenson? He he's a, again another promising fighter, prospect, contender, title holder. Like, what are your thoughts of of him and the way he's going about his career? It looked Being like people open a yeah, garage it looked, parking lot. It looked like he had some bad influences. <laughs> How, how do you see? Why well, gotta put stacks on the spot like that? <laughs> I think, I think, man, I think he's right. I think he's actually got some real good team around him with Andre Ward and whatnot. But uh, I, you know, he'll, he'll again, he'll learn. He ain't gonna be fighting in any parking lots anymore. <laughs> I won't guarantee you that. Yeah. But no, as far as his career goes, I think he's an excellent boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good counter puncher. He stays on the outside. He uses his reach. He's smart. He's got. Like I said, the best mentor that probably any young fighter can have in yeah. Andre Ward. Um, but I don't see him sticking around at 126. I think he vacates that WBO title and moves up uh, to 130 pretty soon here. Uh, Jesse Magdaleno, you guys brought up that name earlier. I think I, uh, Jesse Magdaleno will be fighting for that title pretty soon. I can see mm. a fight between Jesse Magdaleno and uh, Blue Nose Lopez. Uh, you know, Blue Nose Lopez moved up to 30, to 130 on the last minute and took a fight with uh, Oscar Valdez. And, Pretty much held his own for most of that fight. Yeah. With him going back to 26, I could yeah. see with both of those fighters being with top rank. I could see a, a title fight between Blue Nose Lopez and Jesse Magdaleno for that title that uh, Shakur will vacate. But I just, because I, Shakur's going to continue to grow. He hasn't really developed and got that man strength yet. Uh, I think he's going to continue mm-hmm. to get bigger and he'll be moving to, to probably 130 pretty soon. Yeah. Now, before we get into, um, before we let you go and get into your next, uh, Guess right who should be uh you're gonna have Abner, right? Or mm-hmm. you're having Abner soon? Or I had today? Abner today. Abner today. Abner. today. All right. So before hold we on, on. Hold on. before we get into Abner, yeah. the point people defend these actions by saying he's young. Nobody's defending his actions. Sorry. Yeah. Listen to what the hell I'm telling you. <laughs> we said no excuses. No excuses. Yeah. I didn't say it was an excuse, and he knew it was wrong. He should have never said what he said. That was wrong. Nobody's defending this man's actions. What I'm saying about being young. Is that you learn from it, and when you don't learn from it, and you continue to make the same damn mistakes, then it's your own damn fault. That's what I'm saying, Sean. Brother. Please listen to what I'm talking about. <laughs> if you can't hear me, let me know. If I need to clear my phone or get off speaker, let me know. I'll switch phones, Sean. <laughs> yeah, so, so, well, we were, Chris and I were saying no excuses, right? Yeah. No, there's none. There's no excuses. I'm not making any excuses for him. He said what he said. I mean, he apologized at work. Yeah. Now, um, we're talking. <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, Sean. I still love you. <laughs> yeah, I got some people going on. Yeah, I got a sparsome thing. They give me free meals at McDonald's for being a, a hero. So I just tell them, <laughs> give me a thank you meal. So I'm going to take you my little box and give me a McDonald's for free, please. Thank you. <laughs> and let me ask you this because you mentioned Oscar Valdez, um, part of the Canelo team. What do you think about Andy Reese? That's one of our topics for today. Andy Reese joining the Canelo team. Elaborate. Elaborate. I don't know. I don't know. Does it become... Andy Reese, he's going to have to... I'm I'm trying to to work this right, man, because I don't want Andy coming after me. Yeah, I see with that Sean comment that he made. You backtracked a little bit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) He's going to have to prove himself. I don't care who he's with. He's going to have to show he's dedicated as a heavyweight. All right, look, I don't want that PR answer. Will he become champion again? Ooh. No. No. Ooh. Okay. No. 
Hey, I agree with you. You know, we made a poll on our Instagram and like 60% of people said yes, which I was surprised. People still believe in Andy. If you look at your market, you guys' market and people that watch your show are probably all from LA and Andy fans. That's mm. why. I mean, I'm sure. But honestly, I just, I just don't think you can do it with the type of fighters that are out there right now, the size of the fighters that are out there, the size yeah. of Fury, the size of, the size of Wilder. Even Joshua, the way Joshua beat him in the second fight. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100%. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, I think it's very difficult for him to become champion. I think uh, that Joshua fight was like the perfect storm. That was his best chance, short notice. He took took advantage of that and he won. And I think it got to him so much, the money, the fame, the instant gratification that... I think he worked so hard in his whole career that he was just satisfied, and it's. I think it's very hard for certain fighters to 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 come back and stay hungry and try to reclaim that. It's it's already hard enough to win the world championship of the world once you lose it. I don't know. If you could, I don't know if a certain fighters have that same hunger. I don't, I'm not sure if Andy has that same that same discipline to 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 do it. I know there was a lot of blame put on Manny, but Manny had no blame. He was. I think he was one of the most genuine coaches. He. He had Andy's back even when he lost. And I think, in a way, Andy disrespected him a bit. Um, and I feel like they did their best yeah. uh, leading up to the fight. Like, yeah. uh, they knew that Andy was, wasn't training properly. Yeah, because we were and at... Manny and his dad, and Andy's dad tried to you know, put the best face. And... Yeah, I was there. I was at Legends one, one week when I was talking to Manny. And I even, without me even asking, I heard Manny say, like, ¿Dónde está? ¿Dónde está Landry? I don't know. He should be here. He should be here. He wasn't there. So it's like, the coach can only do so much. It really comes down to the fighter. And if that fighter lands in complacency and, and, and just being satisfied, it's, yeah, the, right now with the heavyweights, it's a, it's a very tough, you know, yeah, it's a very tough group. He's got to get through Joshua or Fury at the moment. Yeah. So I don't see that happening. I think it's it best. Was, you know. There's been fighters, you know, and, and Abner Mars kind of, kind of touched on it earlier not necessarily about Andy Reese, but just the fact that we were talking about a total speed beats power, you know, Tanya beats speed, but then he says, but dedication beats them all. Having the heart and, and, and getting ready before that fight, staying in shape, training, and going in with, with the will to win beats it all. You know, and yes. sometimes these fighters, it's sad because I've seen it through, throughout the years. They have all the talent in the world, but they just don't have the dedication to make themselves a world champion you know i have a, yeah. a friend that was a, a heavyweight fighter um he's out of kern county and i grew up with him graduated high school together and uh he always had to work to support his family support his mom and dad he worked in the fields but he was a boxer part-time and he would he would he would take on fights and he had a lot of talent he just didn't have the the opportunity to to train the way mm-hmm. some of these fighters do and you know it's sad because he would bring up certain fighters we'd sit there and we talk about certain fighters that have all the talent in the world and the opportunity where they don't have to work and they have a gym and they have trainers, but they still choose to go a different route, yeah. you know, and, and, and not not take boxing serious when they have all the skills in the world to become a world champion, but they just don't have the heart or the dedication to do it. And then you have certain people that have all the heart and all the dedication in the world to, to become a world champion, but they're not afforded the opportunities uh, as gyms and, and good trainers and the backings, you know, so that's, it's, yeah. it's a scary situation sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, um, 
I think we can all agree with that, but when they put millions in front of you, you know what I'm saying? We've, we've never had that. We've never had, put, we've never had people put millions in front of us. And yeah. You never know if, if, if you would change right here. Sean uh, says, would it have helped if Manny was more public about Andy's description? No. And that's what I think, that's why I said that. They did a good job, you know, putting the best face they can in front yeah. of the cameras, you know, trying to, yeah. In a way, clips that trying to say, no, we're all good. We're gonna be Joshua, this and that. But behind the scenes, they kind of knew that. Yeah, I think I think Manny was always very loyal to Andy, even when yeah. Andy was mess like was messing up. Like it was even only... the father, like even though he seemed upset at many of the interviews leading up to the fight, he never said anything. He just yeah. kind of stayed quiet and yeah. Like and what was Todd's asking too, right? Is I can't say I can't say what happened, but I know in any. Any type of job, right, where, like, me, for instance, I'm a manager, right? So when you have employees that are messing up, you have employees that are getting in trouble, and you try to tell them something, it's always your fault, right? So I could, I could honestly see, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not saying it would happen, but I can honestly see that if Matt Robles would decide to go out there and put Andy on blast, that would just maybe cause more tension in camp, where Andy would just come back and be like, oh, hell no, Matt, you don't. success that Canelo has you see who Ryan vastly improved with the Canelo team I mean it only makes sense that uh, Andy would improve but again Andy's not 21 22 like Ryan he's a grown ass he's man. a grown ass man he like has children he has responsibilities everything he's learned like is he's already learned I don't think there's too many new tricks he can learn on um, discipline here's is the just... thing though guys with, with Canelo and with any other trainer you know I understand he's got Eddie Reynoso there Somehow, yeah, like I don't see it like the way 
I mean, it, I think it, it, like all this, all the chips are stacked against him. Um, I don't see it. Can he can he become a more disciplined fighter? I think he can become more disciplined yeah. fighter slightly, but again, it's 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 fighters that I mean, Joshua Joshua underestimated him. I it's not this Joshua that has these belts now is not the same one. This Joshua has already tasted defeat. Going back to learning, right? From yeah. The experiences. It yeah. Seems like he, he has learned. He's improved as a fighter, as a as a person. You know, his his mental fortitude is at a different level. If 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 I feel like if Andy does become champions, he finds some angle. He finds somebody that surprises one of these guys. But I don't see him snatching these titles from the guys that have it now. Yeah, going back. Not to a Fury. Team. Not a Fury. Not a Joshua. Yeah. These guys have been, you know. Protocol like they've already hit rock bottom. They grew it. They grew from there. They're they're in a different level now. It's not the Tyson Fury of five years ago. It's not the Joshua of two years ago. Yeah. And Sean here, I'm gonna go to these comments. Uh, which one should I go? To? I'm gonna go to the second one first. I think it's more about changing worth ethic, not so much just style. I think we can all agree yeah. That, right? Discipline, work ethic. Because at at that point, heavyweight division to me is a different ball game. Like yeah. you're facing guys who are six 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 nine. Yeah. There's only so much you can do. Yeah. Like it, yeah. And that's why I said no to that question. Can he become world champion again? Yeah. If, he's, if he wants to beat a guy like Tyson Fury, you would think he, he's got to get on the inside. Yeah. Right? That's a logical yeah. way of thinking. Can yeah. he do it against a smarter fighter? Probably not. Probably not. Right? Probably not. Not but, just a smarter um, fighter, but like the, these guys have a will. They, they dug deep. You know, Tyson Fury got down from a knockdown and against that Wilder fight. You know, Joshua got down from being at the lowest point of his career to be where he's at now. Like, these guys dug Not just that, Klitschko fight as well. Klitschko fight, they, they, they dug hella deep to be where they're at now. So. You know, jo- Joshua got in there that first fight. He banged with them. He got hit. He felt Reese's power. He got beat. And that second fight, he adjusted, and he made sure that he wasn't going to get beat. He stayed on the outside. He danced around, and, you know, yeah. Yeah, and then going like, back... We're Sean saying, Sean saying, Fury can fight on the inside. Yeah, Fury will sit in there and bang with something. <laughs> That's true as well. Yeah. I, I love the, the job that Capitillo's doing, by the way. Yeah. I see his Instagram posts and, and training rooms. It's like, damn. Yeah. Dude, hardcore here. So going that, back to, to Sean's, but having his back didn't help, and he was fired anyway. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. You know? Damn. No yeah, loyalty. I understand that, but like I said, at least, at least Manny didn't give him yeah, it didn't help. But at least Manny Robles did give Reese an excuse to go back and tell you know, say, use that as an excuse. Yeah. Robles, well, and, he and, I'm, and he ruined it. Yeah, he was fired anyways. And I'm yeah, looking at it as well, not giving your opponent that, that advantage, knowing that, oh, I'm the trainer, and now I'm saying my fighter is not training properly. Yeah. If you say that and then... Anthony Joshua on the other side is like, oh, this guy's not even training. I'm about to take him up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah you so, know? so Stacks, my question is... With that picture of him sitting on the ring looking all skinny and in shape. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna so, to- so Stacks, my, my, my question is, what opponent is viable for Andrew Reese to at least get into the mix of title contention? Who do you want to see him face next? Mm, a heavyweight? Yeah. I'd probably like to see him fight Dylan White. I think that'd be a good fight. Yeah. I, They're I building it up, too. I'm going to fight with uh, Big Baby Big Baby Dylan. That'd be a banger. Yeah. Both yeah. of those guys would get in there and bang. They wouldn't really box, man. I think that'd be a pretty good yeah. fight as well. Um,
rematch with Joseph Parker here in the States, okay. that, that would be a, a pretty good fight as well. I think he beat Parker the first time. Just uh, they mm. fight New Zealand. He wasn't going to get the he wasn't going to get the nod on the scorecards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For me, I think I think Andrew Ruiz hit the hit the jackpot in winning that title, and in just getting himself in the mix with heavyweights. I think the best thing he could do now, objectively, is just try to make the most money as he can with making Marburner fights. You know, if you're gonna win up, like if you're gonna get into these these fights, either win them competitively or if you lose, lose them competitively so you can stay in the mix and fight these Dillian Wise, fight Victor Ortiz. Fight these heavyweights that you're gonna end up getting a lot of money. Sure, you, you yeah. you're gonna try to make it get make your case to fight for the title, but I think the next best thing. The next best thing is get your bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and Sean says there's an example of the time I sounded like an idiot. I was one of the ones saying he was in good shape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes Sean believes everything he sees on the internet. <laughs> no. I'm just kidding, Sean. Let me hang up on you and call Sean. <laughs> <laughs> nah, hey, we're going to let nope. you go uh, soon. Um, any last uh, things you want to add on? Anything you want to promote? Yeah, anything you want to promote? Uh, well, you can catch me on Supreme Boxing. Right now, it's looking like Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay. We're doing a... We're doing a what is it? Science session? session? Sweet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. The, the Sweet Science Session. Yeah, we do that every, uh, right now, like I said, it's looking like Tuesday and Thursdays that we're doing it. Um, I'm doing interviews with different fighters next week. I'm trying to get Jamal Herring, but he's in the, the process of trying to get back to Nebraska. I don't know where, if he's out here in Cali right now, if he's in Colorado. Um, I'm going to have Sue or Bina next week as well. Um, so just different fighters, you know, doing interviews with them. And like I said, having a good time trying to keep my sanity while uh, right. I'm locked out in here. But, you know, I mean, the only, the only one thing I gotta say, um, I think it's important is just like if you're feeling any type of way, if you're feeling any type of stress, anxiety, or whatnot, man, take a walk. Make sure you talk to somebody, talk to your friends, call your family member, do something. But don't let this, don't let what's going on in the world right now get the best of you because, you know, that's the last thing. We all have families. I'm sure everybody that's going through stress and anxiety has families. They have brothers. They have sisters, mother, mothers, fathers daughters, sons, whatever you guys have, there's people out there that love you, and don't let the mental health get the best of you, because I know being locked in can get the best of everybody. Mm-hmm. For the last seven weeks, I haven't gone out. Um, look, man, the last time I went out was March 10th, and when I went out, I was in Vegas. Hey. Uh, I had actually invited Christian to go with me, yeah. and thank goodness you did it, because mm-hmm. uh, Rollies ended up sick. And then I ended up having oh. to get tested for the coronavirus. <laughs> and wow. thank, God it, thank God it came back uh, negative. But for the last, since then, for the last seven weeks, I haven't gone out. You know, So it's to work and back. And I stay pretty much quarantined in my house. I go out and I clean, clean the yard. I'll take a walk around the block every now and then. You know, But, I mean, it's, it's, even for the best of us, it can, get, it can get to us. So, like I said, if you guys are feeling any type of way, man, just... Do what you got to do for your own health and safety, even if it is just going for a walk or calling up a friend or doing what you got to do because, you know, there's people, there's people out there that love you guys and you guys too, man. I mean, whatever you guys need, I'm always here. If it's just talking and doing a podcast, hey. whatever helps us keep our sanity, we need we need to all help each other and build each other up. Yeah, no, for sure, bro. Appreciate no, we the appreciate love. that. You know, and, and just one thing to add to that is everybody's on the same boat, basically, worldwide. Right. Yeah. Everybody's kind of like on pause. 
everybody's going basically through the same thing. It's just uh, uh, people, you know, take it different ways. So, and, yeah. Uh, hey, yeah. your other little homie, man, saw him, I said, what's up? <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. It's Chris as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, Chris, I said, what's up, we'll, man? We'll let him know for sure. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, Stack said don't leave him. Stack said to not, don't leave him, man. Stack's left me. Oh, I didn't leave you. Stop crying. I told you you want to come visit me, come visit me. You're all right, Sean. Put on a Freddy Cougar mask when you come see me, fool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Stack, we'll talk about, you You know, you want to host a a fight night? We'll come over. We'll We'll do a little something, something out in the desert. It's all good, bro. Yeah. yeah, man. As soon as uh, as soon as all this clears up, we'll get together and throw a big old carne asada out here in the desert, man. You've been out here before. For sure. And yeah, we got to do a Vegas trip again soon when this goes over, for sure. Yeah. Too much fun last time. I'll be, on, I'll be on the lookout for the black car that's pulled over by like... Three <laughs> 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 uh, all right, man. All right, well, have a good night, bro. Take care, man. We know you're on the front lines, man, from what we've heard. So take yeah. care and uh, you know, stay safe, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Yeah, guys, have a good night, man. You too, brother. Sure. Thanks. That was stacks, man. That was stacks. Um, I thought we were going to have them on for five minutes, right? For real, yeah. No, we could go on. We, we could have gone all night. Uh, yeah, yeah, stacks was real quick. Shout out to Scott Brown says Reed's going to fight um, Rayola. That's a fight That's I always a, wanted to see. I'm telling you, like, I think, I think Andrew just hit the jackpot. He put his name... Yeah. You know, in the mainstream of boxing. But his name from Marlon Royce. Yeah, so, you know, make these fights with Adiola. Can he become champion again, though? I say no. I don't think so. I don't think so. If he does, then he'll he'll shut us. He'll tell. Yeah, he'll tell us off. But he can make big money yeah. with Dylan White, Adiola. If wrong, I have no problem with that. Yeah. You know, but as of now, it's not looking too bright. If you can find that mental fortitude more than anything, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's taking a lot of negative comments on I mean, the internet. Yeah. I mean, I at the end, deal with that as well, but hey, at the end of the day, you you were a world champion. You were, you know, you you did the things that a lot of people would never think like thought that you would do. You did it. Yeah. You know, so secure the bags, man. Like, right. you know, get 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 those big fights. Get it. If if, if a title shot does come along, then I hope I hope you're mentally ready. It's all about timing. You gotta yeah. be lucky too. Yeah. It can happen. It can happen. Yeah. At the end, hope. at the end of the day, would you want to be a title holder or would you want to have? 20, 20 million in the bag. 20 million sounds like a better room. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Andy. But as for now, we don't think so. Can he prove us wrong? Right. Anybody can prove us wrong. Moving on to the next topic. Uh, staying on the heavyweight division, Tyson Fury. And we're going to move through this quickly, right? Because these phone calls, we thought it was going to be, uh, <laughs> they were going to be short. Yeah. So um, we'll probably go for like 20 more negative comments from the internet. No, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Put this on. Uh, Tyson Fury says says he wants to fight until he's forty. What do you think about that? Tyson Fury to forty. He had said he wanted to retire in a couple more fights. Yeah. And now he's saying nice he wants to forty. Forty. This quarantine makes you funny. Can he fight till he's forty? Of course. I think he's got the skill, but should he? I don't think so, cause the heavyweight division is not. That's not the lower weight division. You take a bad back to the money though. How much money can he make in the next nine years? Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, like, he's he's talked about how money's nine not. Years is his time. He's he can make a lot of money, money, but he's talked. He's got a record where he said money's not an issue, right? He's he's given 
what they all say. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, do I want to see? I don't, can he fight till he's 40? Yes, he can. He's got the skill to fight till he's 40. Do I want to see him fight till he's 40? I don't think you want to see anybody fight until they're 40. Yeah. But you've, you've even given a slight, like, y'all want to see Klitsch go back? Y'all, like, uh-huh. what's wrong with y'all, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah. That was Tyson Fury moving on to um, boxing. Looks like it'll be back this summer. Yeah. I don't know if you've been hearing the, the news recently. Um, WBC has said they have a plan for yeah. how they want things to return. And in that article, I read that there's a possibility that judges won't even be <laughs> the actual venue. Take them out. Let's just see. Yeah. <laughs> that they will be watching the fight. Okay. Through a TV and scoring it. How do you how do you feel about that? Kind of like Like box? remember we were talking about does the audience influence um, influence yeah. judges? Yeah. So at this, what there's one of the things they mentioned is not even having judges there at the actual there, venue. To me, that's that's in hindsight you might think that's a good idea because it's like for their safety. But we talked about angles. We yeah, talked about like ringside. It. I personally don't like it because I don't like it. What if you have a technology, technical issue? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Now, to me, I feel like they have to be there physically present. Like, if you're watching it from monitor, you're always you're gonna get an angle. You're not gonna see certain punches. You're gonna think you saw certain punches. You're not gonna judge it, you know, as accurate as you would if you're ringside. If you're in a better angle, so I personally don't like it. Um, it could it could sway a decision. But they're planning the summer. Um, okay. Without fans, I think it's depending on where it is because I was reading about Joshua versus Pulev. Mm. Right, that fight was supposed to happen June twentieth at the Tottenham Stadium, the brand new stadium in London. Okay. It was supposed to happen June twentieth. Obviously, that's not going to happen in, in the UK. Um, another alternate to that is uh, the Roman Amphitheater in Croatia. Right, taking the fight to Croatia with fans. With fans? With fans. Okay. Shoot. That's that's another alternate. And Frank Warren also was in talking about... Is Croatia the Nicaragua of Europe? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. But that's that. And then Bob Arum, top rank, has said June as well. They want to be back in June with no fans. So okay. likely venues somewhere in Nevada. Right. I'll, I mean, I'll tune in. We'll watch those, of course. We'll tune in, but yeah. Fourth of July, Fantasy Springs. That one. No fans, so yeah, that's. It's the Ryan Garcia fight? Possibly. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'm excited to see Ryan back in action. Yes, yeah. no fans. I'm sure if all the boxing fans are going to tune in more than ever, right? Because there's finally something to watch on live TV yeah. other than the Jordan documentary. <laughs> but. Yeah, that's. that's... I'm looking forward to that. I want to see what he does in the ring against who, maybe not a name fighter because again, like someone's gonna the fans will tune in to see who anybody he fights at this point. Anybody. Anybody. Yeah, anybody. Probably not gonna be Linares. Yeah, no, no. But um, yeah, I, I would like to see what he what he brings, what message he brings. This is a perfect opportunity for him to market himself even more. Nobody's watching anything else. Yeah. The the floor is his. You know, I want to see what he does with it from. From his ring like entrance that. to his, what he does inside the ring to post by interview, like everything. This is this is like, you know, it's a, it's everything's probably like spoon fed to him, you know. Yeah. So I like the way you put it. The floor is his, right? Yeah. Anybody would like to watch a fight 
right? Yeah. I think Max Kellerman said this one time too. If you're at a park and you see people watching, if you see people playing basketball, if yeah. you see people playing baseball, yeah. if you see people playing football, and if you see a fight over there, guess yeah. what? Everybody's gonna be watching. The two guys stand up tussles. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody's I feel like really down to watch a fight. Um, talking about fights, Gennady Golovkin. You heard about um, his possible next fight? Yeah, I know he. He's he's saying that he's on record, you know, waiting for Canelo anytime, right? So, what's 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 he up to down your end? So, Golovkin is forty one and one thirty five KOs. What is he? Thirty seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not getting any younger, but supposedly he's agreed to his next fight with Camille Cernera, mm-hmm. Polish. Okay. Who is twenty one and 0, 5 knockouts? Okay, no. So it seems it seems like he's not taking any risk, and mm-hmm. from what I heard from his trainer as well, they don't want Canelo next. Okay. They want no parts of that fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't understand why he's not getting younger. Yeah. He's not gonna get as much money fighting anybody else, but that's what they're saying, right? They're yeah. not gonna fight Canelo next. They're gonna go elsewhere. Hmm. I mean, at this point, I think Canelo has. It's proven why he's a superior fighter. He's the bigger fighter, the str- quote unquote the stronger fighter. They both have very good chins, but it's just Canelo's proving it with against bigger, stronger fighters, convincingly. Like I don't think he's he's left any doubt that he is the you know one two fighter, the best the best one in the world. And do you think? Do, I feel like I feel Triple G is just securing his last big paycheck. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he has a contract of his own, right? Yeah. So at this point, it doesn't really matter who he fights, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. He's going to get the bag anyway. Yeah. But, I mean, hey, yeah. he's 37 years old. Do yeah. what you got to do. You yeah. know, but the, I feel like some of the comments are just not consistent. Yeah. Right? You're calling one guy out, but then you're taking other fights. And, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Yeah. As media, we're like unbiased. As fans, we've gone on record to, to share that we're Triple G fans, but even mm-hmm. even then, uh, we'll, we'll go on record to say like it's yeah, his best chance. Stats. His best chance was Stay his first fight. <laughs> <laughs> his best chance, I think, was his first fight, and I, I know you feel like Canelo won that first one. I think Triple G. No, that I, won I don't feel like he won it. I feel like the draw was warranted. Was warranted. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, two judges didn't think Golovkin won the fight. So, yeah. I don't know. So, I mean. Boxing is the the theory of, of the unexpected. Like I, I love being right, but it's always it's also nice being proved wrong when yeah. you know when you have that fighter that you. Sometimes beat. I hate being wrong. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean yeah. I hate being right. Uh-huh. You know, last fight between Charlo and Harrison, I predicted that Charlo was gonna win, and I wanted to be wrong. Yeah. But, you know, but yeah, you yeah, know it happens. Um, in other news, we talked about Mike Tyson last week, right? The Vander Holyfield. That's right. Saying he's gonna return. Do you? What do you? What do you think about that? What do you make of Mike Tyson's return? Uh, Holyfield is saying he's gonna return. Oh, return. Evander. Evander. Uh huh. Evander to fight anybody? Or did he? I don't know. I just read the headline and a lot of people are reposting it and this and that. Well, Evander is the truth, and and there's a reason why he beat Mike Tyson. You don't just beat Mike Tyson. You there has to be something in you. Have you watched a podcast between Tyson and Holyfield? I haven't. Good. You should yeah. watch it. Okay, I'll check it out. Watch it. Yeah. To me, like Mike Tyson's, even in his prime, even past his prime, he was still formidable opponent. And so for 
post post prison for a fighter to take him out or to beat him completely, even just mentally, you're the real deal. And so he Holyfield is a real deal, but at the same time, he doesn't. What's the word? He doesn't you know move people's minds, or he doesn't draw that interest that the way Holyfield Mike does, man. the way Mike does. He was so on the Carl's Jr. commercials, and he <laughs> the real deal. Yeah. I mean, just like as as a boxing, you know. Fan as as someone that that follows the sport, you know he's a real deal. Does he draw interest as much as Mike? No way, not even close. I know a lot of people are excited about Mike. You know his little clips of him doing sparring, hitting the pads. People are, people will always follow Mike, not just because of the boxer, but because of how interesting, how you know his persona, his persona just draws people. People want to see. People will pay to see a three round exhibition. With Holt, with Holyfield, maybe not as much. Maybe because he's soft-spoken, he doesn't speak as much, he's very gentleman-like, very, you know, to himself, very a la Sugar Ray Leonard, so you you respect the crap, you respect them as boxers, but as entertainers, I, I don't know, personally, I wouldn't be as interested as 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 a mic fight. Yeah. What do you guys think? No, yeah, definitely. I don't, know what, I don't know what it is, man. People just gravitate towards Mike, even with his flaws, even negative stuff that surrounds him yeah I mean I don't know what I mean would I pay to see them too oh yeah <laughs> those two guys again with the whole bite the ear biting the whole what they've been through they yeah. become friends again yeah that would draw in ratings even if for charity that, that would that so would be Sean, great would you want to watch Mike Tyson with Shannon Briggs bare knuckles that was another rumor right yeah personally I wouldn't um just going back to the to let him retire, you know, very yeah. I feel like it's a little more brutal. Yeah. So like at this point, why would you put yourself through that? Mike is winning mm-hmm. in his own ways. He has other, you know, ventures that he's being successful at. So I would personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see that. Yeah. Even though he'd probably break that dude's jaw. Yeah. Don't want to see. Champ. Yeah. Don't want to see bare knuckle. I prefer to see a boxing match. If Bare Knuckles is the only thing that's available, then we'll watch it, of course, with Mike. But no, I'd rather they pay a service of boxing. Yeah. boxing I didn't like watching that Polly fight. Not really, yeah, yeah. I didn't like watching that. That's... I mean, you give Polly. Any punch will cut you up. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you give Polly an advantage having no, his no, knuckles, no gloves, right? <laughs> but no, no. I, want, I, I think they would do a disservice to mm. the sport they gave him so much. I would want to see a boxing yeah. match. Yeah. Can we move on to this one? Because. Was Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. You know, I saw this crazy list on Twitter. Okay. Um, what was it? Uh, BT Sport. They said this was from BoxRec. Okay. Um, pound for pound. All time great. I mean, I don't even want to read it, dude. I'm kind of shit <laughs> here. Um, number one. No, I'll just go from 10 to 1. Is it a- I'm not sure I'd watch it, to be honest. I'm not Sean. Um, so, number 10. Juan Zurita, 131-23. Number 9, Salvador Sanchez, 41-10-1. I know, right? You're already... That's already kind of high. Rodolfo Casanova, 81-22. Can this away? This can't be real, can it? <laughs> Miguel Angel Gonzalez, 51-5. Antonio Margarito, 41-8. Oh, God. Okay. Eric Morales, 52-9. Mm. Vicente Saliva, 37-3. Marco Antonio Barrera, 67-7. Number 2, Canelo Alvarez... 53 and 1. Number 1, Julio Cesar Chavez, 107 and 6. And then they have champion, which I, I assume will be number 1, 
Oh, man. Marquez. Hey, they don't even have Benito Lopez in there? They don't have Benito Lopez. Okay. So that's one of the comments that you guys see on the side here. Uh, this list doesn't have Benito Lopez. I can't take y'all serious. Yeah, nah, <laughs> yeah, okay, nah. This is what, Box Rec? So, BT Sports BT tweeted Sports. this saying that this was Box Rec's all-time Mexican counterpart. So, this is BT Sports. This is a British. British. So, they wouldn't know any better. They wouldn't know any better. I mean, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Man, okay, so you're already right? starting off bad. I know Marquez is pretty hyped here in the comment section, but Marquez yeah. won. No. Margarito over Salvador Sanchez. Yeah, but a, a legit cheater over, like, you know, a guy that you know was going to be great. No. In Salvador Sanchez, nine? No. Even that's disrespectful. That's, that's wow. super disrespectful. Come on, British guy. can do better. You know what else I was thinking about, too? Cinco de Mayo. You know how, well, lately they've been putting on big fights. Yeah. I feel like it only works because it's not a real holiday. What do you mean? Like, Cinco de Mayo is not a holiday. It's not. It's just, yeah. <laughs> That's why it works. Yeah. You it's, know, that Cinco de Mayo weekend gives people, you know, incentive to go out incentive and drink. to go kind of out to drink, yeah. to watch some fights. Yeah. Right? But it's not a real holiday. <laughs> right? But it, it does give people something to look forward to. I mean, yeah. I guess that's why it works so well, even more so than Mexican Independence Day. Right? Yeah. I think it's because it's in the States. It's not, of course, Mexico de Mayo is not yeah. celebrated in Mexico. <laughs> it's not really celebrated the way it, the way September, you know, the, the Independence Day is celebrated in, Mexico in September, September month. I think the Mayo is more celebrated here in the States. Yeah, it's, a, therefore, it's an American holiday. It's an American it's holiday, Mexican. you know. And therefore, that's why you see, you see these people flock to Las Vegas because yeah. it's in the States. I mean, we're going to be there. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think that's all I had. If I missed anything, we can talk about it next time. Yeah. Um, we'll try to. We'll try to uh, do some more of these live streams, right? Yeah. You know, I recently ordered some microphones, so we're gonna start messing with that. Yeah. Uh, for the live streams, but um, other than that, all I got is some uh, some memes here. <laughs> what you got? All right, the first one on your screen. Um, and you guys could send us some memes too if you guys see them. Just DM us uh, on Instagram and we'll try to post them up. But the first one I think I sent it to you guys. Um, let's switch. But take, take a look at this one, Chris. Okay. Jeez. We're talking about Holyfield, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, with the mask. Okay. It's funny. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, the next one I sent it to you guys as well. Um, I know you guys, uh, basketball fans, will appreciate that one with the Isaiah Thomas uh, baby jersey. <laughs> that's foul man you guys are foul that's for that whoever did that but this one was pretty funny I thought picture if you will a world where Cinco de Mayo falls on Taco Tuesday only to be ruined by a virus called Corona yeah that was bad <laughs> that yeah, was bad that was pretty funny but that the, the, the Cinco de Mayo should have been celebrated like we're supposed yeah. to have some fights yeah, okay. some fights should have been in Vegas right it's high it's high but again that's all I got I don't know any Last stuff you want to talk about? Uh, no, I mean, something I've noticed is uh, a lot of boxers are using this quarantine uh, to get back into it. There's been some flirting with you know, comebacks. I won't mention any names, uh, but um, yeah, there's been some fighters that have flirted out of comeback. Use this time to refocus, to you know maybe make one more last run at boxing. Drop your comments if you've noticed that as well. 
And um, what do you guys think about these these fighters, you know, using this quote unquote slowdown in boxing to, you know, maybe make them make one last run, you know, in their division. So to me, it's intriguing. Um, you know, it's boxing is, is, is really like, you know, preparation meets opportunity. So who knows if they prepare well enough, they might, they might, you know, make, make some waves. Yeah, Sean here, he says, is Gio willing to fight me without fans? <laughs> I thought we weren't having fans in the first place. We weren't having fans in the first place. It's all for charity. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I saw your jump rope trick. I don't know, it's kind of intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> He's been taking some tits from um, Brian Valoria, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm. Yeah, but that's all I got, folks. Um, make sure to follow us at Against Gio Ropes. Make sure to subscribe, like, comment on this uh, video. And thank you guys for joining us on the live chat. Thank you, Sean. Thanks to Alfredo. You know, happy birthday once happy again. Happy birthday, buddy. Thanks to Stax for taking um, the time and talking with us. You know, very long conversation. Yeah, right? get into it. Yeah, I mean, we could have gone for hours, but yeah, yeah, I had to cut them off. Later <laughs> for you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all I got. Anything else? That's it. You know, yeah, you guys know where to follow us or favorite uh, social media platforms against the ropes underscore and follow us on YouTube. Subscribe, you know, drop your comments. What topics you guys want to cover? You know, this is this is your your your, your floor. So, yeah. And Sean said not as intimidating as your push ups. Bro, you really think I can do that many push ups? That's all editing. Pay <laughs> close attention. That is all editing, man. You can see the cut. No. Yeah, you can see the cut. You don't even see my feet in the, in the picture. You know, <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do. All right, man, that's it for us. Once again, episode number 84, Chris Geo, we're out. We'll be back soon. Thank you for tuning in. Like, uh, you already know hey. I'm a fun guy. <laughs>